The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, me, and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. God, guys, I, we have been fucking with audio shit for a literal hour. We've done this podcast. 63 minutes by my count. 63 minutes we've been fucking with audio shit. We're professional podcasters in theory. Nobody has as many podcasts as we do. And it's still an issue for us. And all I can say is Thanksgiving cannot come soon enough. We had all these great plans to talk about Thanksgiving, this wonderful holiday that we're going to talk about, which is, I guess is where you just smoke a bunch of that sweet cheese and then out of, a, that- out of a bong shaped like a turkey. Okay. Do you eat the turkey afterward? Hell yeah. Wait, is it a never- turkey or is it just shaped like a turkey? Nah, dude, I can bong out a turkey for sure. But my problem is I no longer want to talk about Thanksgiving because the last 63 minutes have crushed my soul. We could have recorded a podcast in that time. But think about all the things you have to give thanks for, Griffin. The fact that we are even able to communicate like this in this modern era is is a, a miracle. Yeah, no, I yeah, I definitely get that. It's just like if I can find myself in the mood to record a comedy advice podcast right now, it'll be a fucking Thanksgiving miracle. Uh, Travis, how's your Thanksgiving spirit? <laughs> uh, my da- honestly, it's doing great, Justin. Thank you for asking. Um, since I'm the one that seems to be a half a second behind everybody, I feel like I'm time traveling when we record this episode. This is what life used to be like a half a second in the past. And for that, I am thankful. I used to record a podcast with a dude from South Africa. It was smoother than this. It yeah. went better on a regular basis. He was getting attacked by lions every episode, and it still went better than this. Maybe there was something there. Travis, can you fight off a big cat? Um, I'll see what I can do. It's Los Angeles, city of big cats, is what that translates to. <sighs> Let's get, uh, loosely. So, <laughs> Let's get back tongue. to Thanksgiving. There's there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of meat on the Thanksgiving bones. I haven't been very playful, and I feel like I can. I I'll, I that's my fault. That's on me. And let's get back to it. What are some? I guess the side dishes that go into Thanksgiving. Um, um it's just uh, it would just be the regular side dishes, right? I mean, yeah, because pretty much everything you eat at Thanksgiving already is is food for a high person sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top high you were high when you came up with that <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed baptist moms i'm i'm sitting here i'm working so hard in my head to make more puns based on and i i can't for some reason i, I like i'm stuck on cranberry but i can't find <laughs> it i don't know that there's anything there is this something um, can we talk about how uh, Thanksgiving was first celebrated by pioneer Chilgrims? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good. That it helped them to celebrate the fact that the Native Americans, which they did not call them at that time, no, they did. Uh, the but Native now we Americans, have the good, now we have the good sense to call them that. Uh, the Native Americans helped them discover corn, or as their people called it, haze. All right. What? Oh, I see. Is that a thing? Is there something there? Thanksgiving. Are we, um, are we uh, <laughs> shoehorning ourselves into weed culture a little bit too much? Because we had a, a run in like the last couple episodes. We talked about Batman villains and how we could fit weed jokes into there. And I work because like we don't smoke a lot of the the the, the kindness um, between the three of us. And I worry that I, I don't know. I think I have some some dank imposter syndrome going right now. Uh, yeah, I I'm know what you mean. To, I'm trying to stay relevant, you know, just I, I feel myself aging out of the world um, in a, like a Logan's Run kind of way. And I'm just trying to I want to be the first old person to try to stay cool longer. Do you know uh, Do you know the temperature? This is a sort of a safety part of 
Thanksgiving. You know the proper uh, temperature to uh, uh, cook your turkey at. Now, I know I do want to cut this off at the head because I do think you're about to say 420. And that is actually very dangerous. Um, That's I feel like too dangerous to even joke about that temperature. No, Um, I mean, 420 would be a very I mean, that would be a a fast cooking bird. I don't I don't think you're going to get top. But you're not going to get an internal cook like you don't want to do stuffing in the middle if you're baking at 420. Usually the reason we talk about weed jokes is that there's enough weed slang that puns become very easy they they usually come uh fast and furious um unfortunately thanksgiving was not the uh um was not the right vein uh that i thought that i thought that it would be i thought there'd be a lot of a lot of uh, fruit to be plucked from this particular vine and but you know what we do the show in real time you can't really penalize us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when things don't pan out that's, i mean we that don't... is the that's the nature of the theater of the mind that we present mm-hmm. here on a weekly mm-hmm. basis of my brother my brother and me sometimes theater is just not very good yeah, sometimes theater is bad you know this is this isn't a show about comedy professionals performing pre-scripted material it's a communion really between friends and uh sometimes your friends try to do pot jokes about Thanksgiving and it doesn't pan out so well, but we're all still friends at the end of it and that's what matters. That's what Thanksgiving is about. Listen, if you want to watch good Thanksgiving comedy, just watch Friends. Yeah. yeah that's a good or, point. Yep, that's a good or, point. Or, or Fringe. Or Fringe. It's Fringe, hilarious. yeah. They had that episode where um, they had to solve a, a sci-fi murder by f- getting their head stuck in a turkey, huh? Do you remember that one? <laughs> Uh, the old man, old scientist man was like, I've got a, I've know where I can find the solution to this one. And he got his head stuck in the turkey. If Never we examine always. the cornea of this turkey, we'll see the last thing it saw before it died. And we'll be able to, oh, it was just a mill. Just a mill where they turn turkey into turkey. That's weird if you think about it. Turkey the animal and turkey the food are really the same thing. But you, you wouldn't really use that word the same way. Did you, you know? start celebrating Thanksgiving <laughs> early this year, Justin? <laughs> Sounds like it. Just a weird thing to think about. Hey, you guys ever thought about birds? Like, what are they doing up there? It's like they're pigs. Okay, but like pigs have this where it's a pig, Charlotte's Web, and then uh-huh. it's pork is right. what's for dinner. I, get, I understand you know, the other what Justin's saying. Yeah. But turkey doesn't get that, which must be like a that's a that's a layer of abstraction you, that pigs well, are do not allow themselves. Oh, yeah. what are humans eating today? Pork. Pork is very hot. Oh, I wonder what pork is. Well, we'll never find out. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Turkeys don't get that. What can we can you come Turkeys up? Turkeys just know one and one. That's my yeah, brother. Turkey. Oh, you mean can turkey. You come up for me, uh, Justin, a name for an abstraction of turkey meat, what that would be called. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm just you're asking to create a word from whole cloth. Yeah, no, um, it's, a, it's a, take your time. What? What about what about this? Okay, pork too. Now hold on. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> yeah, I edited most of that out, but that took you like almost a good minute and a half. Yeah, pork too. Uh, is 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 maybe that's another thing that that you could go with. Pork can I hit too. You, can I hit you with this? Yeah. How do you, how do you guys feel about Good Bird? <laughs> good. So bird. you can have like a slice a white a white meat slice of Good Bird, and that sort of that's that abstracts it a little bit. We do the same thing with chicken. We do the same thing with duck. And I feel like all all of that falls under the same. Yes, I guess you could call it poultry if you if you want to be um, a jerk about it. But can, may I reckon, may I just slide my foot in the door here and say and say the word Good Bird into that crack in the door that I've just made. Let me throw this out, something that's fun to say and fun to eat. That's the tagline, right? Waddle. Oh, have a slice, my God. Have a slice of waddle. I love that, Travis. Some waddle. That's a, nice, that's a nice thing to do for turkey to start calling it waddle because that's a layer of abstraction that they can find some comfort in. Mm-hmm. No, one, no turkey knows where waddle comes from. And that's, that is a, a blanket that they like to sleep under at night, you know? Fellas, we've uh, we found the I think we found the nugget in here, uh, and I think we've really extracted and juiced that nug. So let's. Uh, what do you say we move on to some advice, huh? Why aren't there waddle nugs? I would eat a waddle <laughs> nug, no problem. Oh my god, waddle nugs with gravy dipping. 
sauce, uh, I guess. Yeah, don't mind if I do. Uh, so this is a comedy advice show. We get half of that usually, um, except for the episodes where we get neither. And this is, who knows which this one will be. You'll know at the end of this in about an hour or so. Uh, I mean, you know what I would be really thankful for is if somebody would program us a fucking telecommunication solution that doesn't shit the bed once every other one time. Travis is is using his phone to call into Skype to improve our lag. And right now it sounds like he's balancing his checkbook with his nipples. It's the (laughs) the absolute fucking pits. It's like he's been giving me beard kisses in my ear for the last 13 minutes. That's what it is, isn't it? it? Those are your beard scrapings. Those are your audio beard scrapings that only we can enjoy. Ugh. My office likes to celebrate birthdays. And I must live in a time vortex because it feels like we celebrate a new birthday every week. Not that every crazy. birthday. You work with 52 people. That's not that crazy. Yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense. Every birthday, the office gets a cake, snacks, and a card. The that office sounds awesome. Gets a, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I dread these cards. What are you even supposed to write on these things? At a certain point, how many ways can you write happy birthday, blah, blah, blah? Do you have any creative things I can write? Should I have a specific thing I write every time or come up with personal things every time? I need your help. Another year older, no years wiser in Washington, D.C. Sign it, Tom Hanks. Because in 20 years, they'll look at that card and think, wait a minute. Did Tom Hanks come to my birthday? But put an and they H, won't remember. Put an H in Tom. <laughs> well, I think that, that um, they'll probably know that that's not the real Tom Hanks. Well, maybe, or maybe when he's in public, he doesn't want the paparazzo chasing him around. What's up with you and Rhea Perlman? Is that who he was with? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, I, I When are we getting Joe versus like... the Volcano 2, Tom? <laughs> when are you dropping it on us? <laughs> Don't dodge the tough questions, Tom. Tom, elaborate your relationship with Rhea Perlman. I remember working in an office and like having the same fear and like sending thank you notes and having, but here's the thing, question asker, there, there is not a world in which people are comparing their birthday cards and going what they write in yours. Like that's not a fit. Like you don't have to, you can write every time like, Hey, happy birthday. It's great working with you. Signed your name on every card. And they're not going to be like, Oh, did he write that again? Wrote the same thing in mine. Like nobody cares. The one thing I always feel weird about in cards like that is just putting my John Hancock on there because I feel like that's sort of saying like, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like here, I just increased the value of your card because my <laughs> I, I too looked at this card and signed it. I put my name right there. This gets my approval. Yeah, this this is card. I'm going to sign off on this. The best you thing guys to know- do is write, write on the fold, just write, I signed your crack and then put your name. It's fun. It's funny. That's good. Everybody That's good loves stuff. it every time. You could write in there. Um, did you got? Did you know Martin? If it's Martin, whose birthday you're celebrating? Hey, Martin, it's me, Siobhan. Did you know that Rhea Perlman was married to Danny DeVito and not Tom Hanks? That was <laughs> that was Rita Wilson. Um, just a little Snopes fact for you, and then sign it Snopes. <laughs> if you're if uh, maybe one thing you could do is wait until the very last person other than you has signed the card. And you, then once everyone has signed, you take the card and write at the very top of it. We, the undersigned certified that Greg is the chillest <laughs> dude in the office and has the best, <laughs> the best taste in music and always like brings the best snacks and is the best at uh, bar trivia. And then, like, you can present that to people. You can need to steal this birthday card, but you can present that to people and say, like, listen, this is an official legal document. This has been notarized. Wait. Sorry, in this circumstance, are you Greg or is the card? Yeah, you're for Greg, Greg and somebody okay. else's birthday card. I don't care who's. Uh, it doesn't matter. You could also, I mean, as long as we're having fun with legal documents, you could just write at the top above all their signatures uh, the words asshole list and then a colon. <laughs> And then it's like, why would it, why would any of these people sign willingly put themselves on the asshole list? You would you that would that could be your signature. You're creating an opening for yourself. You say, I don't know why everybody just write on the card. I don't know why everybody will sign this, but I can't in good conscience put my name on here. <laughs> I don't have think a, I'm an asshole. <laughs> have a great birthday. I don't consider myself an asshole. Uh, or you could write something sweet like, your name doesn't belong on this list. Because you're not an asshole. Have a great birthday. Stay cool. Have a great summer.
Love, David. <laughs> Love, David. Oh, shit. I put my name on here. Technically. Aw, oh, man. Aw, oh, man. With like 60 A's. Could you draw a cute picture of him? Could you maybe get great at the art of caricature and then uh, draw a fun picture of, of everybody whose birthday it is? Maybe add some value to this card? Maybe just um, give them your own card like that nobody else signed. So you don't sign that one that everybody signed and they get a oh second my card that's just from you. Travis fucking power play. Count how many people you work with. Go to Target or wherever people buy cards uh, and buy that many cards and then say like, hey, I just wanted you to know that like I didn't want to I didn't want to like lump in my feelings, which are so complex with everybody else's feelings. So I got you my own card. And then what's great is that that card will have a message in it already. That's yours. You own that message. You don't have to write anything else yep. extra. And you give it to them. And that's going to piss everybody else off until it's their birthday and they get that special treatment, that double card treatment. Can now, you just find something important in this scenario? You must not allow anyone else to sign your card. So if they're oh, like, yeah. hey, we forgot to get Steve a card. Can we all just sign yours? Because we know you're the card guy. Be like, no, no. I if, they do, if, if, if they do, just write asshole list above their name. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Everybody has something in their wallet that they'd like to unload, but they worry that they might need it someday. And this seems like a perfect opportunity. Whenever this list, this card thing comes around, just slide them like a, you know, your your Peter Pit punch card in there with a little note. It's like, hey, three more punches on this bad boy, and you're off to Peter Town. No problem. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> Get something at the library. My treat. <laughs> <laughs> this is my library card. Also, you owe them six seventy five in late fees. Pay my late fees. Happy birthday. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? I yeah. didn't. I didn't get an affirmative word. That was like the Sorry, first time you said I was scooching, nothing. I was scooching around a little bit. My Chrome tabs are just a network of me trying to figure out in real time who the fuck Rhea Perlman is and how I possess that name. <laughs> I think that gets you on some kind of watch list. I don't think so. I think next time I get on Netflix, it's going to be like, we heard you're interested in Rhea Perlman. Here's, here's a fuck ton of cheers. It gets you on Rhea Perlman's personal Google alerts. Like, hey, I heard you were uh, craving my waves. You got hey, any work check, for me? Check this shit out. Matilda 2. It's not a thing, but it could be. Patreon me. <laughs> um, Matilda's mom stars in Matilda 2. <laughs> the story you really wanted to follow for that. Forget about Miss Honey. Forget about that magic little tyke. You got, you got Matilda's no, mom. No, I got her back. I got you back, didn't I, Matilda? I'm going to... Somebody stole my child. How, <laughs> how do I not have the audience's sympathy? My child's been abducted. Um, How about this Yahoo? Uh, this one was sent in by Level 9000 Yadru, Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user David, who asks, <clears throat> <clears throat> Can a teenager have a personal bodyguard for a short amount of time? If so, what website can I go to sign up for this? Prices would be nice. This person's asking us to do a lot of legwork, huh? I... I okay. Gut reaction. Um, bodyguards have to be expensive, or else everyone would have one, right? Mm-hmm. Like it I feels feel like a thing that everyone would want if it were cost effective. I feel like everyone, a lot of people. I shouldn't say everyone because I wouldn't count myself in this assembly. But I feel like a lot of folks saw the comedy classic Trillbit Taylor, um, mm -hmm. and. They saw that and they thought, hey, that, that would be nice. But if you think about it, that movie was, and I saw a little bit of it on a plane. That movie was a lot about an adult Owen Wilson going around and beating the shit out of little kids. And they don't let you do that so much. No, no not legally, no. It, they let you do it well, once. And then after that, they pretty a, much put a stop to it. principal will go up to Owen, Owen Wilson and be like, Owen, you need to stop because they're children. <laughs> Owen, you're punching children. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I punched a kid. That was the worst. And um, the, he'll, he'll Hi, explain I'm to the them. frog here. <laughs> he'll explain to them, no, you see, I'm a professional. I'm a professional body. They, when you tell the principal of the school that you're terrorizing, <laughs> that I'll you're a professional. I'll leave your school for $1 million. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
You know, there was never I'm a saying, scene in First Kid where a Sinbad beat up a bunch of kids. At least yeah, I don't remember but, that happening. But in that movie, Sinbad can't explain to a principal or other adult, no, you see, I'm a paid professional. That that doesn't get you off, that doesn't get them off your case. You're still beating up a bunch of kids, Owen Wilson. Uh, um, You know, I, I in every movie where somebody has a bodyguard, especially like if it's the president's teenage daughter, um, mm-hmm. there is inevitably a scene where the daughter like pulls some shenanigans or hijinks and manages to shake her bodyguard and get out there on the town. Uh, or at least that's the way it always happened in West Wing. That is a freedom that I will never know. I'll never know the suffocation of having personal protection and just like the ensuing freedom when I managed to lose that protection down like a blind alley or something like that. Like I'll never be able to experience that without laying out some cash. It bothers me though that in movies like that, when that scenario happens, that the next scene isn't the bodyguard's boss being like, what the fuck? She's 16 and you lost her? You're the worst secret agent at like, why are we paying you? You got outsmarted by like a 12 year old kid. You're the worst. You're really like, how are you supposed to stop Osama? Justin, I do want to point out that I know that sometimes you slip off that ankle monitor that I gave you and you go eat some point free cookies. Um, Some (laughs) cookies that you did not exchange a fair amount of cookie points for. Um, you didn't earn those those cookie points by eating, you know, cucumbers or whatnot. Um, and I think that you should get a similar thrill for, um, you know, tricking me in that way. That is a good point, Griffin. If I'm going to hire a bodyguard, I need to hire a bodyguard from the most, most like, clear and present danger to my body, and that is me. I need someone to literally <laughs> guard my body from my various advances <laughs> and, thing, and, and, like, hurt, hurtful... <laughs> hurtful attacks that I launch against my body on a regular basis. Um, yeah. And for me, that would just be sloth, I think. Just like, hey, get up and do something. Like, nope. Ha ha. I'm free of you at last, body bodyguard. <laughs> Can you imagine Griffin just going full, like, dead man's float, cordwood, like, trying to force a bodyguard to pick him up off the floor? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That's a, it's, a, it's a lot of weight to try to just get up uh, from from a dead lift. Did the kid in blank check hire a bodyguard? No, he hired a driver. I think maybe fought some some guys for him, but I don't think he hired like a, a trained hitman or something like that. That is a good uh, question, right? Like- your blank check. You have a million dollars, maybe five hundo. After you bought all your house and your various accoutrement, you realize that the mob is after you to get the money back, right? Wouldn't like the most obvious course of action be to hire a professional hire Leon remedy the situation for you (laughs) for one tenth of the money? Listen, I have a million dollars. I will cut you a hundred thousand dollars. The only thing you have to do is find anybody who knows anything about this money and wipe them off the face of the earth eliminate them bring me the head of right. tone loke <laughs> i would watch that movie how can i how am i supposed to sleep at night knowing tone loke is out there hungry for my kid <laughs> blood and why and why for a million that's it tone loke is also very loosely associated with this whole thing how much money would i have to pay you to murder tone loke two million dollars fine i'll find the other million somewhere i'll pinch pennies also, I want to remind you guys that Tone Loke in this scenario was just supposed to be the pickup man. Like, it's not his money. He's very loosely associated with the blank check scenario. And yet he is on board with murdering this child from the jump where he's just like, from I'm here jump. to pick up the money. And they're like, I already gave it to someone. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I got to kill that kid. Tone yeah. Loke. It took no convincing. I guess I'll kill that kid. Like, why? What? Oh, j- what? What are you talking about? That's so <laughs> far removed from the solution that we... Guys, I don't... I don't I'm a staunch like detractor from the death penalty. I don't support it in any circumstance, except for this one. Let's just let Tone Loke fry. This is, he's, a, he's a monster, he's out there terrorizing kids. He's gone Tone Loco and there's no coming back from that. We all agree. Tone, no, Loke, Tone Loke showed up at Mr. Wilson's house. Like, hey, if Dennis is being too much of a menace for you, 
I can eliminate him. Like that, that's absolutely not what I would want Tone Loke at all. Like he's a he he is a menace, but that just means like sometimes he messes up my my uh, azalea bushes. Like I don't I don't want him killed. What are you talking it, about? Let me see. Let me see. Oh my god! It looks like he's destroyed your ship in a bottle. I'll fucking teach him something about death. Tone Loke, what? Hey, Papa Dinosaur, are you tired of the baby dinosaur telling you that you're not the mama? <laughs> well, I might have a person who could slip a little something into his Gerbers, if you know what I mean. Are you talking about killing my baby dinosaur <laughs> by poisoning his his Gerbers ra uh, uh, prehistoric rat puree? Hey, hey, Hulk Hogan, how would you like there to be zero ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tone Loke, I don't think I'd like that very much. I have an image to uphold that I'm going to spend the next decade dismantling brick by brick. And I don't want to do it all at once, okay? I need a little runway, my dude. Oh, man. Tone Loke, cut it out. Stop uh, killing kids, Tone Loke. Stop it. Read another question. Hey, you know sometimes people tag people on Twitter? No, don't. Please, them. don't. Like, please this don't. This should not be. Please don't t tag Tone Loke and say, hey, there's a great... Dis people did that. <laughs> we talked about killing Tom Bodette a lot on our other show, The Adventure Zone. And a lot of people were like, Tommy, you got to check this yeah, out. T-Bird, listen to how much these guys talk about killing you. <laughs> You're going to love it. Now, I mean, no press is, is bad press, I guess, but this yeah. this is not a pie. Here about another question. I'm looking for some social awareness advice here. No one likes a spoiler, but at some point they lose their potency. Clearly, I'm not going to discuss the happenings of the Nick the day after it airs loudly in a group of people. But if they don't know Bruce Willis, I, I can't finish the sentence, but there's a sixth sense spoiler here. Then they have missed the boat. What is the time frame in which a spoiler transitions to socially acceptable conversation fodder? That's from Spoiler Free in Sydney. Uh, as somebody who dropped a Firefly spoiler on our other podcast, The Adventure Zone, thinking, hey, that movie came out like nine fucking years ago. Uh, longer than nine years. Because I got an earful from a lot of folks. Well, that's the thing. is this is this It's all context. Because if you look at someone, like you were having a conversation about Sixth Sense, and the person says, oh, I've never seen it. Then, like, that then. Then is too early. Like if they're like, yeah, I saw it, or they're like, I'm never gonna see it. So what? Then we're just never supposed okay. to talk about. We're never supposed to talk about the fact that, you know, Bruce Willis was a reincarnated horse the whole time. Like, what, what, what to anybody? Just because one person on Earth hasn't seen it? When can well, you just casually blurt things out? Uh, I and I I I think that there has to be so. Probably different rules have to apply to, to television shows and movies, because if you really cared about a movie, like, just clear your schedule for two hours and, like, watch it. But there's spoilers in, in TV shows where it's going to take you uh, some seasons of, like, I, uh, the OC is a perfect example, right? I'm not going to spoil the end of the third, third season of the OC for you, because it's going to take you a long time to get there, and I've worked so hard just to get you to check it out, because it's really... Really, really a fucking amazing program. Let's just change the subject. There's no yeah. answer to this. I, I mean, you just got to be as cautious as possible in, in polite company, I think. And also, like, please, if you've had five years to watch, I think the better, the better answer is this. If you've had, like, years upon years to watch something... Don't get butt hurt when when you find out what happened on the thing. I'm about a year behind Game of Thrones. I'm a fairly good sketch of what happens in the season of Game of Thrones that I keep putting off watching. I can't I can't get mad about that. I should have watched it. Yeah, if you really wanted to see it, you'd see it. Just go see you it. Know? It clearly didn't matter that much to you. Uh, we actually we got another question about spoilers this week, and so we'll just lump these together and the question was hey brothers sometimes i go out to see a movie with my friends and we take a cab or uber home what's the policy on talking about the movie in a cab or uber should we worry about spoiling the movie for Ooh. the driver and that's from now, blabbing see, in the big apple that's that's a meaty question that's a savory meatball right there i just want to pop that in my mouth and just work it over damn that's a good question you need to agree on a code before you get in the car um, I, I'm by which I mean, if you go to see, like, say, Night at the Roxbury 2, the mm -hmm. Will Ferrell character, whose name, of course, is uh, Roxy, and the Chris Catan character, whose name is Barry, 
don't refer to them by those character names. So you want to create new ones like Little Dick or Tom Bombadil. Or Fat and Hog. And you would just Fat Hog and Tom <laughs> and Tom Bombadil. Uh, and and talk about their adventures that way. The driver will have no idea uh, what you're talking about. Um, though you may want to consult the driver because maybe this is how they watch movies. <laughs> maybe they don't go to the theater because they just get sort of the secondhand, secondhand movies. Did you see? Please go on. Did you see the new Star Wars? Yeah, dude, I saw it like 17 times at this point. I loved it. I loved it when. Um, uh, Blart Vader went in and he fought a bunch of guys and then he farted in my car. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I, I really like the part where Princess Leia like kissed Han on the mouth and it was like that sweet music played and then someone spilled like half of a Sprite in my back seat of my car that I own. <laughs> that's like it my sticky, that's like my car and my super sticky seat. And I really liked that part of the movie. Would you agree that, that there's a huge difference between doing this like in an Uber or Lyft versus a cab? There's something about it that seems like, like in a cab, like I wouldn't worry about it. I would just have the conversation. But in an if Lyft and Uber, I'd be like, now nah, this person's basically my buddy at this point. They did pick me up from my house and I'm sitting in their Toyota Corolla and like, I, I listening to their CD of bird sounds. I'm not just going to talk about, you know, Zoolander two in front of them. I, I bet it's a pretty funny gag. If you're going to get uh, some dinner with your friend, that's an Uber driver. If you get in the back seat, I bet, I bet they probably get a big kick out of that. Like, <laughs> Hey, just drive, just drive me wherever. I just need to, I just need to be on the streets. <laughs> I say it. Once you get into the Uber, say, all right, Derek or whatever their name is, you know their name because it's on the app. So like, hey, Derek, uh, my name's Griffin. What are you into? And maybe they'll be like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to getting home and playing that new Call of Duty and being like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, the dog dies or whatever. Wait, you <laughs> in the new in the New Zealander movie? You wait, you intentionally spoil it? Yeah. Why? Because, because that's a shady business, isn't it? Uber. <laughs> I haven't been. I haven't. Hey, I have. I maybe haven't been following the tech press as closely as maybe I should. But there, people don't like what they're doing, right? Right. 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 Seems like they're rubbing some people the wrong way. Maybe they're doing a lot of bad business out there. Is all. I don't want to. I don't want not to put too fine a point on it. But they're doing some stuff that I think a lot of people don't enjoy. I bet. I think. I have an answer to both questions at the same time. Okay. If you spoil something for the Uber driver or the Lyft driver, you tip them extra. If you spoil something for a friend, you have to develop a sliding scale that's like the length of time the thing has been out, and then you have to give them money for the spoiler. Travis, I love the idea of dollar value, but let me take the penalization one step further. If you spoil something for the Uber driver, then they get to ask you about movies you have and have not seen and wait till they find one that they have seen you have not and then get to spoil the ending for you. <laughs> but then that's a bad system because they can just be like, hey, have you watched, uh, you, you talk about, oh yeah, have you seen the new Star Wars? The dog dies. And the guy's like, no, God. That, oh, okay, well tell me what, have you seen The Wire? <laughs> yes, I have seen The Wire. Because like, I haven't finished The Wire. I certainly don't want that one spoiled for me. And I just said that. Now I'm gonna. That's like my whole Twitter next week. Um, but like, they then I can just lie about it. But then they have to. I have to prove that I've seen it, and they they actually make you spoil it for them to make sure you're not lying. <laughs> have I taken it a Have I taken a layer too far? Like, have you seen the wire? Yeah. Okay. Well, what happens to Greg? Greg gets shot. Damn. Okay. You have seen the wire. <laughs> That is the that is the ultimate fate of Greg. You got it. You don't have to worry too much, Griffin. Nobody's actually finished the wire. Okay, uh, good. everybody everybody's gotten two and a half seasons in and thought, oh, I just can't anymore. I just can't. Oh, just like Dexter. It, except uh, if after the first season of Dexter, they were like, and now season two of Dexter with nobody you've ever met before, and a lot of it takes place on some boats. Like, cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like those characters? Sure, yeah, I kind of like those characters. What if none of them were there and you were just in an ugly shipping yard? I guess that would be okay. Let's try it. No, not for me. No, I don't like it. Uh, let's many, go to the money zone. Too many crates. Too many crates.
My brother, my brother, me is supported in part by Harrys.com. Hey, you guys doing Movember? Anybody on this call can go I facial do, hair? I Travis? do Mo Life. Mo I do Life. Mo Life, and then I just dedicate. I donate money to everybody. I'm doing Moraka, um, by which I mean <laughs> Moraka and I. You're dating Moraka. Mo, I'm dating Moraka. He's my boy. Hey guys, he's my boyfriend. Okay. Uh, Harry's is the official partner of the Movember Foundation and also the Moraka Foundation. Which is just uh, mine and, we'll and Moraka's relationship. I'm very supportive of his endeavors. I love his stuff on CBS mon- Sunday morning and Monday morning. Every day of the uh, week. Every day of the week is Moraka Day for me, baby. I like my I mother. Actually, I just donated $25 to protect Moraka because there's only one Moraka left on Earth. Did you You're guys know kidding that? me. Yeah, I, there's only bad, one. Huh? Yeah, so we have to put him into like a reserve. He's gonna yeah, need. I just hope we can find you. You won't need to see. You won't get to see him anymore. We I have know. to protect him from you. Uh, at least until we can find another Morocan to mate him with, and then it'll be <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> Harry's is, makes razors, and they're donating money to help uh, raise awareness for men's health to the Movember Foundation. Uh, Harry's uh, makes a really good quality razor, and they got a starter set for fifteen bucks. You're gonna get a razor. You're going to get a foaming shave gel or shave cream and three razor blades plus free shipping. Now, that seems expensive, I know. I mean, sorry, it seems cheap. It doesn't seem expensive. It seems like a very good value, but we can get you a better value. Go to harrys.com and get $5 off the starter set if you use the code MYBROTHER, all one word. That's harrys.com for $5 off the starter set with the code MYBROTHER, all one word. Start shaving better today can i tell you guys about blue apron i wish you would okay so blue apron has effectively changed the way teresa and i do dinner same um we yeah like for a long like we have always liked to cook and now we do blue apron like three nights a week and the thing is the beautiful thing about it is whether you already love to cook this is just going to like suffuse your your uh you know repertoire of of meals and if you are someone who's never cooked before it comes with step by step instructions and all the ingredients you need to make the meal so you don't have to like go out shopping worry about what it means when it says this and how much of what do you need it all comes there in a box and you make these amazing meals um and for Teresa and I the two person options it always leaves us with like leftovers that we eat over the next couple of days and it's less than $10 a meal and it's full of fresh ingredients that are healthy for you each balanced meal is 500 to 700 calories per serving so it's a really great deal and coming up they have some amazing, so like they've got stuff like harissa lamb and beef burgers with roasted carrot fries. Uh, let's see, roasted sweet potato and caramelized onion pizza. Did you get that chicken so, cow soy soup? Did you get that with the uh, yellow curry and oh the crispy wonton noodles? Oh my God, that shit was amazing. How good was that? Um, I also want to point out they did a really cool thing this week where you can donate your meals. Instead of having them delivered, you could donate them to a food bank. They donated like 82,000 dinners for Thanksgiving for people, which I thought was really nice. Well, that's nice. This is one of those things where, like, we're telling you about a service we use. Sure, they're a sponsor of the show. They support the show. But, like, we, like, we, Teresa and I tell all our friends about it. You know, we're big fans. And here's the thing right now, I'm considering, like, I'm telling my friends about it, the listeners of my brother, my brother, and me, because if you go to blueapron.com slash my brother, you will get your first two meals free and you'll get to check it out. Like, it's, I promise you'll fall in love with it. And two free meals, it's a great deal. Go to blueapron.com slash my brother. I got a message here, and it's for Timmy. Timmy! You guys remember South Park? And it's from your littlest niece, Maggie. I'll cut out the South Park thing. That was uncalled for. No, you don't you dare. I'm gonna keep you mentioning your South. I'm gonna keep mentioning the South Park thing you said, so you can't edit it out. Oh my god, you killed Timmy. And it's from your littlest niece, Maggie. And Maggie says to Timmy, Happy birthday, Uncle Timmy. You are the best uncle and godfather in the world. P.S. I pooped in your pillowcase. Daddy said you like that kind of thing. <laughs> so this is, this is from a baby. I'm guessing that Maggie's daddy wrote this message to Timmy or else we're dealing with an adult teen baby situation. In which case, I'm done. With I'm done. We could also be in a baby genius's situation. Mm-hmm. 
That is a good point, Travis. Didn't even consider that. Or a baby stay out situation in which the baby crawled across the keyboard and miraculously, this is what came out. You know, if you let a million babies stay out, crawl across a million keyboards, eventually they would make Hamlet. Did you know that? I do you guys I think if that. a million a million babies day outs were all happening, the movie we saw was the one survivor? <laughs> I was like, I think if you watch the other nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine baby day out, like one of them like falls off of the steel beam. And they like did, they and, did have the cult, the, the heart to call the movie its actual title, which is Baby's Day Out Experiment 24AB 39-7. Right. Because that was... That's a, actually what the movie Theory of Everything was about, in which Stephen Hawking theorizes that it, out of the million different baby possibilities, Baby Geniuses, or Baby's Day Out was the only one in which the baby lived. So a million, a million babies. I'm saying like, fuck, guys, I don't know, like 213 die getting out of the crib. And and then like mm-hmm. maybe only like fourteen hundred make it to the construction site, and then that that mm-hmm. proves to be that proves to be a challenging crucible for those babies <laughs> to try and survive. A lot of discussion of nineties kids flicks in this episode. Got another message I- here though. <laughs> Please, thank you. And it's for Ashley, and it's from Tez, who it just says Space Jam. The message just says Space Jam. And then underneath that, it says Smart House. So there it is. Um, No, Tez says to Ashley, happy birthday to my podcast devouring Ryan Gosling driving a total bamf of a wife. Hope this message from the brothers puts a huge smile on your face. Lots of love from your husband. Tez. Tez. The Tez dispenser. Does she drive Ryan Gosling like a car? Um, I think so, because when Ryan Gosling eats spicy food, he turns We did it, guys. We got our eighth turbotine reference. Confetti just shot out of all the lights in my house. We can finally die. Eight times in our podcast. We freed ourselves from this eternal podcast prison. Like a genie or a Beetlejuice, where once once we reference Turbo Teen eight times, that was like the that was the lock they put on my eternal prison. Those wizards that imprisoned me in this dark cage so many eons ago, say like, well, no one's gonna talk about Turbo Teen eight times. <laughs> you know how on the hundred lives of Black Jack Savage, he had to save a hundred people. <laughs> So we had to mention Turbo Teen eight times and the Legend of Black, the Hundred Lives of Black Jack Savage twice. So we have fulfilled both of those criteria oh, now in God. a very, if I dare say, organic fashion. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Safi. And I'm Aaron Gibson. And we host the Throwing Shade podcast. On Throwing Shade, we look at an issue important to ladies and an issue important to gay people, and then we basically make fun of it. Yeah, and just to answer your question, no, we don't have a marriage pact that if we don't get... Married by the time we're 30, we're going to do that no, with each other. No, that's true. Okay. Although we have each been divorced three times. How about a Yahoo? Yeah. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Amanda Morhamy Aponte. I think I crushed that. Ooh. Um, Amanda, thank you. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something has gone wrong. Let's call them. Nope. Sorry, something's gone wrong. What the fuck, guys? Yahoo, fix your shit. Let's say their name is Morgus. 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 No, you're saying it wrong. Morgus. Morgus. That's better. Morgus asks, What would Quantum Leap have been like if Scott Bakula's character were played by a horse? I'm just wondering (laughs) if you think the series would have been as well received if a horse had played Dr. Sam Beckett. How do you think it would have been different? What horse actor would you choose to replace Mr. Bacula? I said his name twice there in two different ways just to sort of hedge my bets. What? Read the question and I can't even fucking parse it. Because it's so great? I agree. What would Quantum Leap have been like if Scott Bacula's character were played by a horse? Just wondering, what are you, what are you tripping up on? Which part of this are you tripping up on? Instead of the human Scott Bakula, we're dealing with a horse. A horse is Dr. Sam Beckett. Traveled back through time, but something went all wiry. And then he ended up in a like a baseball legend. And then he had to be the baseball legend. So he was a horse, but everybody else just sees the baseball legend. But it's a horse, so he can't So he's a horse in a human body. Okay. Yes. 
I'm saying this horse, I'm saying we're going to have an episode that is going to teach everyone, including young Griffin McElroy, about the difficulties that people went through during the, the civil rights struggle. Um, but it, it, they'd be struggling even more with like opening a door because I, horse hooves. Griffin, I think the thing that most trips me up about this question is the question, would it be as well received? Because basically what you're saying is, if I almost completely changed in, in inherently no. what could possibly happen in the show. Disagree. Are we? Okay. Okay. We're changing one, we're changing one thing, and that is the, the, the species of Dr. Sam Beckett from human. We're going to take that. We're going to hit control F. Find all human replaced with horse. <laughs> now, but here's my question, Griffin. Is it a talking horse scenario? Is this a Mr. Ed? Or is this just like a Black Beauty scenario where it's just a horse? Right. Am I going to get get a scene where, where like one aide confidentially whispers to another, why is President Kennedy eating oats like all the time, always eating oats? Mm -hmm. Sam, it's, it seems like in order to get the leap this time, you're going to have to be Elvis and perform at the Grand Ole Opry. Do you think you can handle that? <laughs> oh, shit. Probably not. It doesn't seem like. I think singing oh, might yeah, be a little. You don't know English. It, it doesn't seem like you or any language for that matter. I guess it's true what they say. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him leap. And then he would laugh, and then he would leap. The episodes would be very short. <laughs> and they would leap. What I what I think we can all agree on is that Al, uh, you know Al Calvici. Yeah. Rear did admiral. You his, rear did you admiral. Have to fucking Google his last name. Rear Admiral Upper Half Al Calavici, uh, while everyone else sees the person that has been leapt into, Al continues to see Sam Beckett. So, by extension, Al would see a horse doing human things all the time. So, basically, what I'm saying is, Rear Admiral Upper Half Al Calavici would have the best job on planet Earth. <laughs> he would be telling you. I about actually his think job. it would be better received. Put in that context, the show would probably be better received. Yeah, like, how's your job, Al? Yeah, it's actually like really good what i do is i watch a horse pretend to do human things and everybody else tries to figure out why the human is acting like a horse it's basically a, a delight nine to five delight constant yeah. delight was what your you client think? able to save jacqueline kennedy no but he did take a but that's a th in the that, middle of the oval office let's use that specific emmy award winning <laughs> series of episodes where Dr. Sam Beckett hopped into Lee Harvey Oswald. Fucking, by the way, if you, if you we joke about Quantum, listen guys, we tell a lot of jokes about Quantum Leap in this show. Uh, go watch that series of episodes, cause it's fucking stellar television. It's about as good as TV gets. Uh, let's talk about though, I think that that situation would have played out differently if Lee Harvey Oswald, instead of having an itchy trigger <laughs> finger, had gunproof hooves. How is he supposed to do it? How is he supposed that's, to do it? That's true. They, maybe this explains the whole thing, right? There wasn't a third man. There was no shooter on the hill. It, what happened was he was just as fast as a very fast horse. Lee Harvey Oswald could run at very fast speeds, and that enabled him to take all the shots himself. Damn, of man, course. Didn't, didn't even think about that. Let's. I, I want to revise my previous previous statement. By the way, it would not be a great job because the novelty, <laughs> like you have to think, <laughs> Al, Rear Admiral Upper Half Al Calvici would not have a very good job because in order for Sam Beckett to leap, he had to fulfill a certain type, uh, set of criteria. I think we could all agree that a horse leapt into a human body would not uh, 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 be able to fulfill almost any. Uh, of the criteria that uh, Dr. Sam Beckett had to um, meet in every single episode in, in order to leap. So what I'm offering is this, that uh, uh, he would, it would permanently be a horse in the body of Tom Stratton, an air force test pilot about to attempt a dangerous flight. So it would just be a horse trying to fly a plane forever and he wouldn't be able to, so it would just be Al like, Al, Al, how's your job? Well, my job's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> I have to watch a horse try to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs>
every day. Over and over, over and, and I'm over stuck and over in some again. kind of purgatory state. What if he leapt regardless of whether he succeeded or failed? And so his job would just be watching <laughs> as a horse freaks the fuck out while like while Patricia Richardson gets strangled in like the back of a, a car or something like that. Actually, Patricia Richardson <laughs> was in the series where they were in a radio station on strike, and I don't think anybody was in Mortal Danger that episode, but so incompetent is this horse Beckett <laughs> that Patricia Richardson would find a way to get like stabbed to death by Chubby Checker or some shit. <laughs> Griffin, you you are the resident quantum leap expert. Let me ask you a quick My question. My wife is a quantum leap, a- leap expert. If I ha- know anything about that show, I have gained it through osmosis. Is there any like backstory or explanation of where Al goes when he's not like, does he, cause he's in his present time, right? Yeah. As a hologram talking to Sam. So he like goes home and like hangs out. So he's got like, there would be scenes at a bar where he's like talking to the bartender about that stupid fucking horse Beckett again. <laughs> not being able to figure out stairs right yeah like and that, that would definitely be a scene we would see and that bar is called cheers do you remember that happens on cheers right where fucking al calavici just like walks in and everyone's like al he's like how's your job today it's like pretty bad i uh watched patricia hit richardson just get the life completely <laughs> strangled out of her while a horse like did nothing <laughs> hey I, that's pretty I, crazy that means not, none of those words mean anything to any of us yeah i know I don't. It's hard to find people to commiserate with me. I have a question for you. uh, Quantum Leap is obviously a series that played with time travel. Um, So there is no reason to think that Al's life would have to happen in parallel with it. What I'm saying is that he could queue up a bunch, right? Like he could just bang out a bunch of them in like an hour, his time. And just hop in where Sam Neat like a like a disc jockey who's like pre-recording his his bits for a whole four hour shift. He can just yeah. bang out like three episodes worth in an afternoon. You know what? I'm gonna revise my previous statement. Al Calvici has a fuck rear admiral upper half Al Calvici has a great job. Yeah. Because that's a from good like job. nine to eleven thirty, he has to watch a horse fuck up like three different things. And then he gets to go home for the day and read books and drink lemonade. And and listen, at worst, he jumps back in to check on it, and the horse is dead, and he's free. He's free. Well, no, he would just leap into a different horse. Wait, but if the if the if the body that the anima of Doctor Sam Beckett was inhabiting died, did Doctor Sam Beckett not die? Was That's there tough... like zero mortal risk for <laughs> That's him? That's a tricky question, Travis. There is one episode where he's in a prisoner on death row, uh, and he gets he gets put in the electric chair. And he leaps while in the electric chair, which makes me think that death is a is can can move him on to the next the next uh, puzzle to solve. Oh man, I wish they had played with that concept more. I oh, they, um, yeah, I I wish. By the way, that situation I just described, you heard that, and you thought like, wow, what could they hop into next that would follow like the dramatic conclusion of an arc where he's in a prisoner on death row who gets executed. And then they followed that like heart wrenching drama up with like, oh no, you jumped into like a a, a silly boy. You jump. Oh no, you jumped into a clown. Oh oh no, I'm a looks like I'm a woman again. How am I supposed to walk in high heels? Like hi, you just died, Sam. <laughs> Samuel, I uh I have to revise my stance oh, on me. Rear Admiral Al Calavici because of the episode A Leap for Lisa, uh season four finale Sam leaps into the body of oh, yeah. Rear Admiral Upper Half Al Calavici yeah. can you imagine Al Calavici's day where he's like he shows up <laughs> to work and he's like so what's on the agenda today oh well there's good news and bad news actually just bad news a horse took your body and now a horse is in you forever and it I would think st- those would be the days where the other hologram guy the really like ineffectual weird one who only jumped about? in for like three there was another dude that like was there sometimes that wasn't Al. I don't Wrong. think it was Ziggy. No, I'm not. There's another guy. I will be vindicated by the internet. I mean, there, there was, was an evil. Guy. There was an evil leaper who had their own Al, but it was a woman. There definitely wasn't another Al that they popped in when fucking Dean Stockwell was drunk and they couldn't get him on there set. There is Griffin. I am. I am so right about this that there's another guy. He's a little bit pudgy, and I think he had like curly hair. 
And he was sometimes there, like filling in for Al when Al was busy. What are you? What the fuck are you talking about? That's absolutely real. I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, Google Fat Al, idiot. He wasn't, he, he wasn't called Al. It wasn't like he was Al 2.0. It was like another, like, hologram There were other guy. people working on the project with them, but there wasn't another person that was allowed to get in the hollow chamber. What are you talking about? There was. This is all, all this, all the gushy side plot has been edited out of this episode. It's going to be uh, very confusing for people when they listen and it just goes straight from listeners, the, if you're, the if money you're, zone to this. If you're just rejoining us, uh, you you have just been spared <laughs> a 10-minute conversation about Gushi, a real Quantum Leap character that leapt in to help Sam Beckett once when Al was busy. And it was uh, not a very good segment, but it was uh, all about Gushi. And you really can't deny that. Thank you, Dennis Wolfberg, for your one contribution to my brother, my brother, me, and I'm sorry that it was left on the cutting room floor. Maybe, maybe one one day, fucking archaeologists will unearth the gushy tapes, and <laughs> everyone will have a nice a nice laugh about the screaming argument Travis and I got into about gushies, uh, whether or not gushy. Literally, if you want to know what you're missing out on, yes, of course I know there was a gushy. The argument, the screaming argument we have was whether or not he ever entered into Al's hollow chamber, um, and I don't want to revive the argument but I'm still very frustrated about it. I never thought that an argument about a man named Gushy would ever take place in my life or that I would ever feel He's so sure. another family apart. Yeah. There was a virtual season of Quantum Leap that was all fan fiction, and one episode called Fallen Hero was about the death of Gushy. Someone was so anti-Gushy that they wrote fan fiction about the time he died. Anyway, that's savage. So this has been my brother, my brother, and me. By the way, it's a little bit of a short episode, but if you'd gotten the full gushy tapes, it would be a long episode. Short in that it was previously an hour and forty-five minutes long, and most of that was most of that was gushy chat. By the way, if you listen to this and you work at Telltale Games, first of all, legally you have to tell me, or it's entrapment. Second of all, I will for free, for free, I will write. The plot bible and dialogue of a Quantum Leap adventure game series. I will do that shit for free. Tell me what it takes. Be so and hey, good. would it kill you to throw Gushy in there? It would. It Justin, it might kill me because I think I've developed a heart condition from this again screaming argument that Travis and I had about Gushy's. Can life. you play? Okay, Griffin, I have a special request for you. Can you include <laughs> the entire Gushy segment? Played at 1,000 times speed, or maybe 10,000 times speed <laughs> yeah. in, in this segment. Times, it would just be like, <laughs> I want you to include it here at the end of the podcast. So if someone is so inclined, they can take that audio, slow it down, no, and enjoy no, Justin, the entirety I'm, of the gushy conversation. I'm actually not going to do that because I'm embarrassed <laughs> about how passionate. I don't get passionate about anything in his life anymore. I got very into the stuff that I thought happened to Gushy and Quantum Leap. Very, very into it. This has been my brother, my brother, me. It's a device show for the moderator. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to uh, Blue Apron. We can get two free meals. by uh, They make cooking at home easy. And you can get two f- meals for free by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. Uh, good news. If you haven't gotten enough of us this week, uh, we have uh, a very exciting project for you to enjoy. Uh, it's called Till Death Do Us Blart. It's a new annual podcast that will continue until the end of linear time. Uh, starring, currently starring us <laughs> and the guys from uh, Worst Idea of All Time. Uh, it is a podcast that will continue forever. It will happen every year on American Thanksgiving. It will be released. It is a review and encapsulation of the film Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. You can find that on iTunes. Uh, you can find it wherever you uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold. If you want to just subscribe, like old school, blart.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com slash RSS. I'm going to just, put my like, foot down. It. I'm going to put my foot down. This podcast is going to come out once a year. Don't subscribe to it. 
What are you doing? What are you talking about? Comes out but once if a they, year. It, but I'm going to put out some secret but do stuff. Download. But I'm going to put out some secret stuff throughout the year. What's funnier than a subscription to a podcast that releases once but a that, year? That's like, oh, I subscribe to the new Star Wars movies. Every time they come out, I get a little email alert. They really? probably you... come out more frequently until <laughs> death do us blart. That is a good point. Um, please subscribe to the show because uh, it helps us on iTunes. And we want to be a big success there. We also want to make sure that everybody knows about Candle Nights, our annual holiday, uh, pan-religious, pan-sexual, personal pan-holiday celebration, December 21st in Huntington, West Virginia. Tickets are still available. I think some people ran into problems because they used our old, like the, the Candle Nights link from last year. Make sure you go to bit.ly forward slash Candle Nights 2, the number 2. If you go to bit.ly forward slash Candle Nights going to take you to the link from 2014 which you can't get those tickets anymore unless you can leap back there like gushy um so go to bit.ly forward slash candle nights to come to huntington do our holiday thing with us we're going to hang out with you uh we'll probably hang out afterwards uh we're going to have some beautiful posters some merch it was a great time last year it's going to be a great time this year and we hope to see you there oh don't sleep don't sleep on that because we're uh 60 sold out that show we've got uh less than a month so it 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 it, uh you know you don't want to miss out on that also if you are coming we have a special rates for you at the uh, pullman plaza hotel uh 866-613-3611 or the holiday inn at the big sandy arena which is right next to the venue uh 304-523-8880 those are both 99 bucks if you ask them for the my brother my brother and me rooms so we got some discounts there if you uh if you want to go that route also, I would recommend hopping on our Facebook group. Just search for my brother, my brother and me and see if anybody wants to like carpool or like, you know, go in on a room or anything. Because, um, you know, maybe Huntington's not super convenient, but you want to go. And if you could find like three other people to ride with, it would make it a lot more fun. So do that. Um, also, as long as you're following us and joining the group on Facebook, you should follow us on Twitter at MBMBAM. Um, and check out our uh, YouTube channel. It's we have a lot of animated videos on there, a couple of live show clips. Um, Justin put up the Till Death Do Us Blart preview on there, which is really, really good. Um, there's lots of fun stuff on there, and we're really close to like 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which I have chosen as a very personal goal that will finally make me feel like I've done something with my life. So go subscribe to us on YouTube and be awesome. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for use of our theme song, Into Departure. Off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. This is a really good album. Um, so is um, When I Pretend to Fall. That's a good long winter's album. John Roderick did a Christmas album, a holiday album with uh, 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 Jonathan Colton, which is also good. Um, yeah, good music all around. I want to personally recommend, I have been listening to Quality Control, Justin, uh, the Polygon game review podcast that Justin hosts and Griffin is regularly on. No joke, in the last like four days, I've listened to every episode that exists of it. Um, wow. Because not only is it a game review podcast where you learn about games, it also like really lets you in on the review process and kind of teaches you not only about the games, but like how they look at them, how they review them, how they came up with the scores and reviews and everything for them. And it's really been incredibly enlightening and very, very funny. And even if you're like not a huge, you know, game player or interested in games, I think everybody would really like it. So go listen to Quality Control. I I love it. Thanks, Trav. I appreciate it. Trav's got a great podcast too called uh, Trends Like These with his buddy Brent. Both very funny dudes taking on the news of the day uh, uh, as it pertains to trending materials. And uh, it's a it's a very enjoyable show that I think you would like. So go get it. Go fetch, mongrel. <laughs> Sing <laughs> for your supper, gushy. It's <laughs> uh, the end of the show, right? We're done. Yeah, final Yahoo. Yeah. Send it. Send in by the level nine thousand Yadru Drew Javenport. Thank you, Drew. It's about Yadru answers user music is life. <laughs> I didn't. Oh God, I didn't read their name until just now, and their name combined with the subject matter of their question is. It's one of my new faves. Music is life. Asks. What celebrity would you like to swim with? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Gushy. I'm Gushy. Stop it.
This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your gushy square on the gushy. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a hoard of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventurers? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon and say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective, <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host the Adventure Zones, a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs> 